different name Michael and Heather may never get home again Pinstripe Valley Podcast. I'm Andrew Burns here with Tanya Bondurant, Jace Cohen. How are you guys doing? You know. Mm. Breathing. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's about right. It's a pretty quiet time in the off season right now. It's been about a month and a half, I think, since our last podcast. And, you know, baseball season ended. Cubs won the World Series, which was pretty cool because that was a fun World Series. And um, then other things happened that were regrettable. And then, <laughs> then the offseason began. And it's been uh, pretty quiet. Not the most exciting thing in the world. Right? Right. Right. Yeah. But... Brian McCann is no longer on the team, so that's a thing. Basically, awesome. Andrew has us here against our will. He's <laughs> forcing us to discuss baseball. Listen, let's talk about Brian McCann. We, this, is, this is actually just going to be an hour retrospective on the uh, Brian McCann Yankees experience. The death of Brian McCann. <laughs> Honestly, the thing that I will miss the most is the Pitbull gift. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Everything else. I will. I will miss his um, his rotund tummy <laughs> in all the pictures that we have to put up on his articles because he's pretty it's, rotund. It's, it's, it's poking out. It's poking out. Um, but all right, I'll speak. Um, moving McCann is great for the Yankees moving ahead because. It means that they trust uh, Sanchez, and they should. It means that Sanchez is going to get, obviously, regular playing time, because, of course, they're not going to use Remind in anything other than, you know, maybe once a week. Um, When you have McCann here, you're obviously going to try to split their uh, innings or or games behind the plate, so this gives Sanchez more time behind the plate. Uh, also, McCann would have probably made a very disappointing designated hitter because he's not really that great of a hitter. He's yeah. really good for a catcher. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he, he was like a fine guy to have in the lineup, well, as a catcher, but the, the bat doesn't really play up as much when he's being a designated hitter because, you know, while he, he is good for pretty much 20 homers every season as he has for, I think, for like the last nine years... He doesn't really offer a lot beyond that, and you kind of want your DH to do a little bit more. And it would just be kind of kind of an awkward experience, I think. And I mean, one of the reasons that McCann waived the no-trade clause was because he, you know, pretty rightfully wanted to still catch, which makes sense, because it's not like he was a bad catcher or anything. Gary Sanchez was just Gary Sanchez. So. <laughs> it made sense for all sides. But... Yep. I do like um, the pitching prospects that they got for him, though. I wasn't really sure what to expect in return, because I thought the McCann still had value, but I, you, you just don't know what people are going to pay for that. 
And the Yankees added another top 10 prospect into the system in uh, Albert Abreu. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what I expected because I feel like when the trade was announced, I was simultaneously disappointed and excited because I was like, oh, they got live bodies, and oh, I wish they got someone I've heard of. But, uh, yeah, uh, this Abreu kid actually seems like he's pretty good, so we'll see. But, I mean, you know, it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. And he's another, like, top 10 caliber pitching prospect to add into that organization, too, because while they're pretty... Well, the, they're pretty loaded in position player prospects. It's not; it's still really good, I think, in pitchers, just not as strong. And he adds another good arm into the mix with uh, Caprillion and um, Acevedo, Chance Adams, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Justice Sheffield. There are all these really good arms in there now, and Abreu just adds to it, even if he even if he does turn into a reliever long-term, at least you know for a while you're going to be able to play around with this guy who has a boatload of talent and throws in the high 90s. That, that'll, that'll be fun to watch in the system. And they got the, the, the reliever that they got, uh, in addition to Abreu, was good as well. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, um, Guzman, Jorge Guzman. He, I think, is a starter right now, but he'll probably end up in the bullpen because he does not really have much of an idea of where he's throwing it right now. A little bit of a 2012 Dellen syndrome, probably. <laughs> so, but he's, he'll be another cool guy to watch. So, good on the Yankees for doing something good with uh, Brian McCann on all sides. And I think McCann will probably do well in Houston, too. So, hooray, everyone. Probably too good. And then everyone would be like, why did we get rid of him? Oh, of course. Um, the moment also, Gary slumps. The moment <laughs> Gary slumps. <laughs> um, also, uh, the Yankees said goodbye to some friends the, this week. Joe Manta sad, sad time. <laughs> uh, we lost Nathan Avaldi. We lost Nick Rumbelo. Torn one out. Four and one out. Four and one of rum out for Rumbelow. Yes, I'm. Ru- I'm wondering if maybe they tried to resign Rumbelow just because he's injured and you know whatever. But I mean, obviously, it's like whatever at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did with uh, Pinder too, because they. Well, the weird thing is like they DFA'd Pinder when they acquired Mantiply, then they just got rid of Mantiply immediately. So it didn't really yeah, I don't know what the hell the point of that was. Cashman is really bored in November, you know? <laughs> no, because, like, I mean, they got rid of him after the fact, that, after they had to get people off the roster. I mean, maybe, I don't, I don't even know. Who cares? Well, I guess maybe that was, like, no, no, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, no, oh, no. no, no. <laughs> I was thinking maybe the, the conditions of the McCann trade were maybe still in flux at that point, and they thought that maybe they could hold Mansplay on the roster. If McCann was still there, but I don't know. That doesn't make sense. So <laughs> I don't. I can't explain the Joe Mantiplet era any more than I can explain that time the Yankees had uh, Eli Whiteside. Oh yeah, I remember that for like uh, what, like a day. <laughs> yeah, maybe if that. I totally remember that. Uh, yeah, they had a uh, Dan Otero briefly too for some. Yeah, that was another guy that they tried to sneak through waivers that did not work. Yeah. Uh, and that's too bad, because I think Otero actually ended up kind of...
kind of decent. It was in the World Series of Cleveland, I think. Yeah, but that was like three years later. Oh, of course, yeah. It's a lot of time between now and then. Is I don't think anyone is crying over Dan Otero. But... I'm crying over Dan Otero. Oh, I'm sorry, Tanya. <laughs> I, I touched on a story. How dare spot. you? How <laughs> very dare you. <laughs> Do you have a personalized Dan Otero Yankees jersey that was just never used? What do you mean never used? <laughs> Sleeping it every night. He's oh. taking his name. Oh, okay. Tanya Otero. <laughs> Apparently Joe Mantiple's middle name is Newman. <laughs> so, that's sad. Hello, Newman. Goodbye, Newman. Alright, so that's basically everything that's happened. Uh, oh, no, you forgot about the James Pazos trade. That blockbuster. Oh, yeah. What did they get? What is that? Uh, they got... A pitcher who is uh, ranked 14th in the organization by the Mariners. Which was actually a step up from, like, Pazos. What is his name? He has a weird name. Zach Littell, or Little. Yeah. I don't know if it's Littell or Little. Mm. I remember so they... that his name was Punny. Yes. So wait, so they traded away their lefty reliever for, what, a righty reliever? No, this guy's a starter. Oh. And he's only uh, 21 years old, too. So, was right. out for that time when <laughs> Hal said that um, Pazos was untouchable. <laughs> like was so weird. That was so weird. You know, you know that he heard that and was like, "What? Me?" <laughs> he was like, and and, and, then, and then everyone was like, "No, dude, that that was a mistake." Like, no. He thought you were someone else. It's fine. No, no. He 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 trusts me. He knows me. I met him once. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Broke his broke his little heart. You did. You know that he like he meant to say someone else because he was like talking about I think like Severino and Greg Bird and then randomly James Pazos is untouchable too. <laughs> He's just definitely reading off a list of who is on the That was just like roster. the, yeah, that was just no. like a name that he remembers. Cashman like gave him a list of names and was like, let's see if he's paying attention. And <laughs> had like Severino and Bird and Judge and then he was like, James Pazos like had a good chuckle. And then Hal like bites on it and Cashman just like laughs in his office maniacally. That's exactly what happened. So it's basically, it's basically like Anchorman. It's like, here, here are your talking points for this interview, Hal. Who tell put him, James Pezzo's name in there? <laughs> Hal Steinbrenner will say anything you put on there. <laughs> he, like, calls up Theo Epstein. He's like, ah, now you owe me five bucks, Theo. <laughs> <laughs> Told you Hal Steinbrenner was a complete idiot. <laughs> but yeah, pour one out for James Pazos and whatever his mild career might have been. Which still might be a thing, but, you know. Um, Littell was kind of interesting, I thought. He's made a, he's been healthy, so that's, that's a plus for pitching prospects, and he had a 2.66 ERA in A-ball last year, so that is decent. For James Pazos, I will take a chance on that. Yeah, I just really don't care. And for James Pazos, I'll take a ham sandwich. <laughs> oh my god! There's something even better! So his name is Jesus Zach- Christ! <laughs> I thought you were dying. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. 
<laughs> oh my god, there's a blimp coming through my window. <laughs> His name is Zach Stewart Little. <laughs> I have to imagine that it has to be Littell. <laughs> I know it has to be a little. I think it can be. It's even the Stuart Little. <laughs> I hope it is. Andrew was like under fire there for a minute. Hey, I think that was worth the uproarious response. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like your roof was caving in, but <laughs> guy named Stuart Little. Best thing I've ever seen. Holy shit. You're talking about hand sandwiches, and then Andrew just got like really hyped about it. <laughs> oh, he's from North Carolina, too. There you go. Where in North Carolina? Mabane. Does that mean anything to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> A Bane? No, Mabane. M E B A N E. Mebane. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Mebin. Mebin, yeah. Well, Mebane. It, doesn't look, it doesn't look like Mebin. It looks like Mebane. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> oh, M-E-B-A-N-E? Yeah, that is... No, you, have, you look at that and there's like no way of knowing that's pronounced Mebin. Well, yeah. I thought he said a bane. Me too. Me too. I was like, that doesn't sound like a word. If I if I knew that he said mebane, I would have I would have known what he was talking about. But I thought he said a bane. I was like, no, that that doesn't mean anything actually. Good old a bane. Fine. Does mebane mean anything to you? Yes, I know where mebane is. I know of it. Not yeah. that far from me. Okay. <laughs> Tune in next time for Andrew Does Not Know North Carolina Geography. Or words. Or words. Or how to properly react to Zach Stewart Little. <laughs> Andrew has two reactions. A one and like a 100. And that was the 100 one. He goes from one to a 12. <laughs> yeah. That's like, well, that's its own level. Oh, Dustin Ackley's gone too. That's a, that's a thing. R.I.P. Nothing. Hey, yeah, speaking of North Carolina. Dustin Ackley. Tarheel. Can you have that much pride about him, though? I mean, he was good at Carolina, so. That's true. It's true. He was good enough to be the number two pick in the draft. And then, not much afterward. I think we can blame the Mariners. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Ackley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow we're talking about Dustin Ackley. Isn't that bleak? Who gives a shit? <laughs> guy's gone he didn't even have a shoulder <laughs> he's walking around without a shoulder yeah some freaky shit You're his right. elbow just connects directly to his neck <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> will you please diagram this you, you see him walking down the street and you say excuse me sir your body is ridiculous. <laughs> I might have to Photoshop that after this. I don't oh, know please, if God, don't. <laughs> I don't know if the universe needs that. No, I'm I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't think he'd be able to swing a bat after that, though. So I think his career would be done. <laughs> I don't know that anybody would be able to sleep after that. Ugh. Jason, are you back in the air section? Yes. I just got taken away by a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> Dump truck? Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine Jason sitting in the intersection and the thing with like the claw comes out and picks him up. <laughs> puts him in the truck and, and like, drives off. Like, guys, just hold on one second. It's going to be a puppy landing. I got to get into the, the bed of this truck. Um, Kyle Higashioka is on the 40 man roster now. Ray? Yeah, go Kyle. I mean, I guess that did, like, give them the, a little bit of minor encouragement that they didn't, that they could press on without McCann around. I mean, I don't think Hideki, sure. Gash, I don't think Higashioka was, like, the decider, but it didn't hurt. Sure. Well, I mean, they don't really have to sign another catcher, that's really the yes. point. I prefer uh, him to Romine. I do, too. But, you know... Remind's got no options, so he's <laughs> Um oh, we can talk about the people that they added to the uh, forty for the before the rule five draft thing. Oh yeah. Who are those people again? Mateo, Dietrich Enns, Ronald Herrera, uh, Miguel Andujar, Jeffrey Ramirez, and Giovanni Gallegos. Jeffrey. Yes. I am a fan of Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey's legit. I was a little surprised that they, they, they put uh, Gallegos on there. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but I just didn't think it was going to happen. I was more surprised by Ronald Herrera. Cause Him too. Him too. Exactly blow me over. But... No. Like, I, I was like, what the hell? I think someone on the site even wrote an article about it saying that Herrera and Gallegos were unlikely. <laughs> like, whoops. Well, I mean, I guess, like, it's not worst thing, but it's just kind of no. weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't complain with any of them, but yeah, it's not like, and they, it, and it, yeah. it's not like they took anybody that was like, no! We could yeah, kept like, him off. It wasn't anything like when they took Vicente Campos uh, when he was down on, like, A-ball. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. That was really dumb. That was really bad. Oh, they put, um... Domingo... Domingo Acevedo? No, the other Domingo. Domingo Herman? No, he's... Wait, yes, yes, him. Domingo German. <laughs> sure, why not? They, they, they put him back in the 42. Uh, oh, yeah, you, did you think of him because of the Tommy John? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so depressing. <laughs> um, which, like, I don't know what he's going to be doing this year, but all right. Who knows? I think he was pitching at the end of last year. He was, but uh, he's kind of pretending he doesn't exist anymore. He's the last surviving part of the um, Martin Prado trade. Everyone else died. It's tragic. I, I was sad about Ovaldi's elbow exploding, but well, yeah, it sucks. It's not too surprising considering like how hard he threw and like how little idea he had of what he was doing with it. But oh well. I'm kind of hoping well, that maybe they'll work something out where like he can rehab and still be under their control. Yes, I, I don't know. I feel like. They might just be over it, because considering that next next offseason is going to be, like, first of all, the Yankees are going to have no rotation, and 
they could just buy up a bunch of starters because there's going to be a ton of people. On. I don't know. Well, not next year. Year yeah, next year. Yeah, next in, in in the off season, next off season. No, I think uh, next off season is bad too. I think you're thinking of the one after that. I don't know. I think that's right. Which? Which? <laughs> I, I don't think that next off season is good. I think it's the season after that. Yeah, because next season has like Arietta, and that's about it. I think. Hmm. Let's see. Let's look at the list. Peak bleak. Peak bleak. Even bleaker than this year. And Ivan Nova is probably going to get a deal. Okay, Arietta, you uh, Darvish, Alex Cobb. Uh, oh, Johnny Cueto can opt out, which he probably will. Uh, Madison Bumgarner. Oh, no, it's a club option. So- sucks for you, dude. <laughs> yeah, that the contract that he signed is ridiculous for the Giants. Whoops. Um, oh, Ian Kennedy can opt out. Yeah. John Lackey. This is just depressing me further. <laughs> uh, Michael Pineda. No. <laughs> oh, Mas- Masahiro Tanaka. Oh, no. <laughs> he can opt out. Oh, shit. That's happening. Speaking of which, <laughs> I think that the Yankees... And Tanaka should look into signing some kind of an extension. He's not going to do it. Why would he do it? I don't know. I'm just saying that he should look into it. I mean, I'm probably. I have no doubt there probably are. Just like we have heard about it. Um, like they would probably have to offer him something market value, like when CC opted out and they just had to re sign him. True. I mean, now, I, I, w- I wouldn't even oppose it for Tanaka since he'll be... Yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd be he's much younger. He's only going to be like 29 or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I have no problem with them just giving him a new free agent deal because they kind of have to, and they can. Not because they have the money, but because he's so much younger than what CC was when that happened. Yeah. Um, and I still don't even think that was the worst idea in the world, as much as people could like to pan it, because he, uh, he was very durable up until then. So. Up until immediately after he signed that. No, he was good for a year, and then he was kind of bad. And then he died. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they lose Tanaka, they're gonna have it's gonna be great. <laughs> Brady Lale ace. They can get uh, they can sign Andrew Kashner. Oh yay! Actually, it's a little bit it's a little bit better than uh, this year's list. So I should say that. Because, like, you, Darvish is an actual person, and so is Arietta, even though I think Arietta's probably going to crash soon. You think yeah. he's going to crash? Yeah, I don't, well, he's, I don't think he's going to be that good after his free agent deal. I think, mm. he'll be, I think he'll be okay, but probably just not worth the deal. Mm. Either way, that's next year. Yeah, anyway, this year. We've got, we've got a whole other depressing season to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be good times. I like how we are now in, like this really depressing state of baseball where people are just scraping things together to try to, like, find some fucking value. Like, Andrew Andrew Kashner got $10 million for existing. I would like, like $10 million for existing. What, or what did um, Eric Thames get from the Brewers? $15 million for hitting Korean pitching? Which for three years or something? I don't yeah. know. And then they just let Chris Carter go, even though that's probably Eric Thames' ceiling. <laughs> just like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, Chris Carter. I think the Yankees should sign him, and I'm not 
I'm not being ridiculous because a lot of people were like, that's so stupid. Look at his batting average. Look at every other stat besides his home runs. And it's like, Look at all the strikeouts. And it's like, this is me not giving a shit. Because <laughs> I want him in Yankee Stadium to hit a bunch of dingers and be completely shitty otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's amazing how good he is at hitting home runs and how bad he is at doing everything else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it's still amazing to me that the Brewers just let him go. I mean, I know, like, some like as you said, like he's very flawed other than the home runs, but he still led the National League in home runs. Or time yeah, I'm actually, actually, like, looking back on it after they, they – I was like, why didn't they trade him? Maybe like, they're trying to now, but I don't know. That's the so Brewers – like, why would – no, they released him. I thought No, they uh, – I thought they DFA'd him. Yeah, I thought they DFA'd him and then released him. I don't think he's released yet. I think he's there in the – period where they can trade him for like 10 days well regardless it's just like why didn't you trade him at the deadline you're the brewers what it's are true. you doing see the thing that I, I had been meaning to look at is his um his batted ball uh location and it looks like he'd play decently well in yankee stadium i mean he's right-handed so he doesn't really pull to right field but he hits the center field and left field so I think it wouldn't be too bad. Anyway. Yeah, I think he's a good move. And he can play... I mean, he can't really play much first base, but I think to sign him as, like, a DH and then to occasionally play first base when you want to rest Greg Bird because you don't want to play Greg Bird 162 games after having shoulder surgery, that makes sense. So uh. if he is amenable, then I think it could make a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. The thing is that a lot of his value gets... Uh, thrown out the window because he's a shitty ass first baseman. Yes, he is real miserable. Um, so he should really be just a DH by himself. That's it. That's all he does. But I mean, if you're gonna throw him out first base, you know, a handful of times, it's not gonna kill you. Yeah, that's, um, that's basically what I'm thinking. Like, not like regular yeah. time. At first Especially base. when the Yankees have other guys that can play first base. They have. Tyler Austin, they have Rob Repsider, who, in the course of the season, they'll be up and down. Can Rob Repsider play first base? He can look like he plays it. <laughs> I don't know. He probably can't play it much worse than Chris Carter. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just... No, I know what you're d- saying. Does Chris Carter field with his face? Because... He might. Rob kind of does. Well, I mean, he, we do know... He was, he that... was okay at first. Not so much third. Yeah, he was all right at first, I think. Uh, though you know, it's never you're never really too sure with him. Better than Ike Davis. That's what it was. Yikes! <laughs> that was the low, low bar that ref cleared. At least he cleared it. Chris Carter might not have cleared it. Looking at so I'm looking at 2014. The Astros when they had Carter used him at DH 120 times, then first base 14 times, and I think that's. That's, that's pretty fair. <laughs> I think if the Yankees could do something like that with Carter, that's, that'd be good. That's peak. Also, that's, he that's... apparently made six starts in left field, which is bold. But <laughs> Was it an accident? Did he wander out there? <laughs> no, they actually started him in baseball games in 2014. I guess that was when they were still shitty. but <laughs> They were bored. They're like, yeah, hey, why don't you go out of there, Chris? See what happens. <laughs> if Lyle Overbay can do it, you can do it. Yeah. And he hit 37 home runs that year. So I think that's that makes sense. So 
the only setback I could see is if like he wanted a job where he could play for a space, but I'd... you gotta know your limits, dog. Yes, yes, that. <laughs> yeah, Carter would make a lot of sense. Are there any other like free agents that you might want the Yankees to look into? None of them. None of them. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, the Yankees I think should really sign uh, a DH. I think that the Yankees should trade Brett Gardner and sign Dexter Fowler. Whoa. Tanny with the takes. Damn. Wait, do you really think this, or is this your, like, I hate Gardner thing? I mean, I, I kind of really think it. Wow. Well, Beth, uh, well, Fowler is good, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, like... I'm not sure I entirely I, buy that the 2016 Fowler is the real Fowler. Yeah, yeah, that's my problem. I, I wonder if he's just going to turn into a pumpkin again. But, I mean, he's not bad. Even if he's, like, the guy that he was in the few years beforehand, that was still, like, a pretty league average hitter, good defender. I mean, here's what I would do. I would, yes, I have. I would have no problem doing what Tanya said. Um, if they can use Brett Gardner to get a pitcher... Uh, and then sign Fowler. And then we launch Ellsbury into the sun. Well, that's, that's fine. And bring out Frazier. <laughs> well, that's just not happening. <laughs> Ellsbury is here forever. I like that Ellsbury still got like a better deal than Yoenis Cespedes. It's <laughs> like the thing Matt Keegan was tweeting about earlier today. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you overpay someone. Blows my mind. Like, yeah, we could <laughs> we could give Jacoby Ellsbury this deal that we wouldn't even give Yoenis Cespedes, but whatever. Man, that deal's ugh. whatever. That's that's kind of not really anything that we can control. But I agree that they should at least look into trading Gardner. I think that that's pretty much been a regular thing. I do wonder what they could get for him though, because didn't they say okay. like? around the deadline, like, they were shopping him and they weren't really getting anything? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really buy into that idea. Yeah, but now he's won a gold glove. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. I really gotta say, I felt like that was like a like a makeup for the times that he should have won a gold glove and didn't. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, you can have it now. Yeah, like, oh, you know why? And I looked it up. You know why he got a, he, got, he finally got the gold glove? Because Alex Gordon had a shitty year. That's why. Yeah, he, had, he was gone for like two months, too. Yeah, well, the thing is that he did exactly what he normally does in the field, but because he had a shitty offensive year, well, gotta use, gotta throw someone else in there because, God forbid, we have a hitter or an outfielder <laughs> or any kind of fielder have a bad offensive year and win the gold glove. And I think the other nominee was Colby Rasmus. <laughs> oh, my God. Like... <laughs> The gold first glove of all, is the weirdest thing award. First of all, I really got to say, after how 2016 works out, Colby Rasmus taking the uh, qualifying offer last year was the dumbest move. <laughs> the dumbest move. What he got, like, what was it, 15 or 16 million? Seven, yeah. And now, and now he's going to get stuck with another one-year deal, which is probably going to be less than that. Except, uh, you know, instead of, you know, going on the open market and probably getting a three-year deal or something like that. Well, would anyone have given up a draft pick to sign him last year? I don't know about that. I don't know. He had a pretty good year. Maybe. but I, I mean, know. hey, everyone everyone said that about Ian Kennedy, and 
Look at him now. That Ian Kennedy contract is just bonkers. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Still don't. According to Baseball Reference, Dexter Fowler's nickname is Daddy Long Legs, which I don't know if I buy, and it's all kind of creepy. Uh. Edwin Encarnacion, anyone? Yes. Give him to me. Put him at DH. Yeah, he can play some first base, too. It'd be like a bigger Chris Carter deal. <laughs> I'd be worried that they wouldn't give Greg Bird enough time. That's, true. That's that's true, but I wouldn't necessarily make my decisions based off Greg Bird either. I know you would. Well, <laughs> well here's the thing. Like, um, uh, what's his face? Um, if Encarnacion is going to sign with someone like the Yankees, it's going to come down to whether or not he's going to play first base, because no free agent is going to be like, yes, please, I only want to play designated hitter. Uh. Even though I feel like I'd just be like, yeah, get me out of the goddamn field. Sure. Um, so they're going to have to make some kind of promise to him. And, you know, that could be a detriment of Great Bird. I don't I don't even know. But I don't think the Yankees would really sign him or anybody. No, no. I don't think they're signing him either. And I don't, I don't even know if I want them to sign him, really. He's just a guy that, like, if they did sign, I'd be kind of excited about. But I wouldn't necessarily advocate it. Ah, It'll be fun. That's about it. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> home runs. <sighs> the free agent market is just so depressing this year. <laughs> it's just like, what are we even looking at? Yeah, I'm kind of over it. Mm. Oh, sign Kenley Jansen. That's one thing that they can do. Oh, yeah. Find some way to sign a good, not a Rolos Chapman reliever. Please. Because I do not want to see a Rolos Chapman's face on the Yankees again. Yeah, I would, I would, I would very much like them to sign uh, Jansen if they can. Um, even if it comes down to they lose a um, draft pick, because I've said already in the past that if the Yankees are ever going to give up a, gr- a draft pick to sign somebody, this is the year to do it because they've already gotten so much in prospects this year. That's like, you know, you can kind of survive without getting, you know, a you know, pick. I mean, it sucks that, like, uh, I think they're going to get, like, the 16th overall pick. But, I don't know. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be heartbroken about it. I wouldn't be because, you know, if it's the alternative, if, the, if it comes down to Rolandus Chapman or Kenley Jansen, I would much rather go with Jansen because, um, regardless of what I think about him as a human being, I think that Chapman has a really good probability of playing out, literally, because he is all velocity. That's all he does. He is not a very good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're 100, when you throw 105 miles an hour, you don't really need to be. Um, yeah, once once like he stops throwing in like the low hundreds, then it's going to be much easier exactly. to him, I think. Exactly. Yeah, and he, he already has pretty crappy control. Um, I would just feel more comfortable having Kenley Jansen there, who is just as good, but also has better control. Um, you know, doesn't have a 105-mile-per-hour uh, fastball where you're worried that he's going to blow out his arms one of these days. Um, I think he's a safer pick, and I think that when you're going with relievers, 
that is kind of a good choice every once in a while. Go with a safer guy that you know is going to be just as good. Um, I think Melanson <clears throat> could be safer, too. In some sure. Because he at I mean, least is a more complete pitcher, I think. He's not as good as Chapman right now, I don't think, but I think he has a better idea of what he's doing. Well, maybe. The thing is, thing is, if you went with Melanson, you'd be going with a guy because he's cheaper. Yeah. Because there's no way you would... like. For all the Chapman people are talking about, he's going to have a record-breaking contract. And I don't know if I really want to put that into a reliever at this point, considering the Yankees aren't really one reliever away from being World Series favorites. No. Um, but with Melanson, well, uh, you know, you can kind of concoct a bigger bullpen because you have room to sign another dude if you want or add some more people. Um, and instead of having just the Chapman... And Batances, and then you have Clifford hanging around. You could have Melanson, Batances, Clifford, and then you have probably enough room to sign, you know, Greg Holland or, you know, whoever the hell um, that, you know, would be a pretty good, you know, you know la- layer down Travis from the wood. closer. Bring in some wood. Boone Logan. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. No Loon Bogan. Yeah. I think I thought it was kind of odd that they've been connected to Carlos Beltran again, too. I'm not sure if that's the best idea, even though he had a good year. I would I would give Carlos Beltran another one year deal if he's only going to DH. Yeah. That's true. I don't want him in the outfield. <laughs> Stop standing out there. Wasn't yeah. he, like, not good after they traded him, though? He was so-so in August, but then played better in September. So he went back to, like, good overall. He hits 280-325-451 after they traded him. 102 OPS+, plus, so not nearly as good as he was before. But still pretty good, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, he, if they if they did re-sign him, I would just be like, okay, but I wouldn't be that excited about. It. I think Tyler would. That's about it. <laughs> Other than that, free agent market is dank. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing really to look at. It's all ugly. I hate it. <laughs> You're all terrible. Um. Okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Anything not having to do with baseball that you want to talk about? Oh! Uh, you could now get uh, A-Rod Court polos. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but see, I'm not trying to wear a dude's polo, so... I'm not to... about to wear anybody's polo. I am. Yeah, well, that fits in right in when with your khakis. Exactly. <laughs> Savage, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to look so sharp. Wow. <laughs> my, my A-Rod Corp polo and khakis. Andrew's wow, getting you... dunked on right now. Just... You're, you're going to work and be like, what? Where did you come from? Where? Where's the, uh, where's the football team? You look like a, you know, part of the medical staff. Yeah, I'm the secret team doctor, you know. Yeah. 
You'll probably get be able to get like right into the clubhouse. Arodshop.com. Get your yeah. get your Arod polo. Hopefully that I, hopefully starts rolling out more stuff too. Yeah, I want more stuff. I want hats. I want hoodies. Uh, give me some shoes. Apparently the the um the the polo is only for sale until December sixth. Oh God, what are you doing? Yeah, well, it's all part of a promo because he's um, matching all the purchases for a Rod Corp polos and then donating that to Boys and Girls Clubs of Miami because a Rod is the most magnanimous dude around. What a good dude! He's the best person in history. <laughs> you know, uh, I am I am gonna miss a Rod not being around in 2017. Even though he wasn't really doing much. But maybe they'll get him in the booth or something. Oh my god, that'd be so good. Put that'd be awesome. And, put him and Michael K next to each other to see what Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Michael K would be so flustered. <laughs> oh man, what a, an actual good booth would be like Singleson, Cone, and A-Rod. Mm-hmm. That'd, be, that'd be a lot of intelligence going on there. Maybe... Maybe Be Cone too intelligent. Can, yeah, maybe Cone can show A-Rod our blog. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Coney, if you're listening to this, why? But also, show A-Rod our blog. Don't say why. Why? This is legit. Yeah, this is a very, very legit there's a, show. There's a real reason to be here. Are we going to do another... Oh, I started... We'll, we'll have to do the Festivus podcast, but... I started to say we could give our uh, hot takes on Christmas season treats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's top. Do you want to do, do that now? or? Well, we probably won't do it for the Festivus one because we have more of a strict. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the Festivus one usually runs forever <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> Holiday hot takes. I love eggnog. And anyone who doesn't can just not at me because... <laughs> It's delicious. I've never had it. I can't really actually drink it. So I don't think I've ever had it. I'm not sure. It tastes like if milk was good and then you put alcohol <laughs> in it. Like what so, is there not to like? So is it like a like an alcoholic horchata? Is No, completely different flavor. It's really it's like vanilla like like, okay, you know the condensed milk that you, like, bake with? Sure. Like, imagine that if it was, like, super thin with alcohol. It's amazing. And there are people out there who just hate eggnog. Like, people hate eggnog the way they hate candy corn. It's just not valid. Eggnog like is had, amazing. I feel like I had non-alcoholic eggnog when I was a kid, and that wasn't good. I mean, it's it's fine non-alcoholic too. It's just better because you can put alcohol. <laughs> well, I, I would be willing to try it again. So maybe I'll like Andrew, it. once it's December, go to cookout and get an eggnog milkshake. They put actual eggnog in it. Yeah. Is there is there egg in it? I guess there is. Is there nog in it? <laughs> what is nog? I, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't have it, so I don't know anything about it. What else is a good? Holiday hot take. Chocolate oranges are amazing. Yes. 
I just had I one. Do like this? I love chocolate oranges, but I prefer chocolate raspberry. Yes, that that is also very good. I think those are really good too. So, I, I I just love that that's that was like an idea, and I always I used to always get those at like uh, the bottom of the the stocking every year. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be like the last thing in like the tip of the sock. Be like, oh sweet, got a chocolate orange here. Oh yeah, I had to like ration it out so I didn't eat it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if this really pertains to, uh, Christmas, but I recently found out that a lot of people don't like chocolate-colored cherries, but I'm, like, all about that. Yeah, I, I really like chocolate-covered cherries. They're okay. They're so good. They'll, They'll get me in trouble, though, because there's only, like, five in, like, one of those trays, and... (laughs) They get gone in a hurry. I eat them all. I like chocolate covered strawberries better than cherries. Well, chocolate covered strawberries are good too. Um, I I used to be a big proponent of turkey for Christmas, but in recent years I have completely switched, and now the thought of having turkey at Christmas so soon after turkey for Thanksgiving is kind of repulsive to me. Yeah, it sounds insane. Sounds strictly ham for Christmas. I think that's fine. I mean, I never really, I feel like I never really saw turkey much for Christmas, except like in the Christmas story. <laughs> but we used to always my... do turkey for Christmas too. Ugh. But God, it's, it's, just, too it's too much turkey. It's just too much. Um, I think like we do like. I don't even know, like steak? I don't know. See, I can't get down on steak for Christmas. Sometimes it's steak, sometimes it's seafood. A lot of times we, we have seafood for like Christmas Eve. Well, we have seafood for Christmas Eve too because it's an Italian thing, but. Well, I mean, I don't do the, the 1900 fish, but. Seven. Seven. The seven, seven. the seven deadly fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, They're you know, all I. Trout. I do dabble in, you know, some of the some shrimp and some uh, some other goodies. Fan beers around Christmas. Well, beers anytime. Well, yeah, but like the Mad Hulk. Elf is. Yes. So I don't know if I've ever actually had it. But Mad the Elf thing is, amazing. it's so highly alcoholic that I can basically have one, and I am a twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Eleven percent or something. Like, it's yeah, like, it is. Damn. Yeah, because I, I had some this weekend because I knew I needed some, <laughs> and I knew that they would be in uh, at Wegmans in New Jersey because Trogs is in Pennsylvania, so pretty popular. Mm. I still, I still have some left over for when I go back to New Jersey for Christmas. So good work, me um, drinking all of it. Speaking of really high alcohol uh, content. Uh, there was one time I went to a restaurant and got a bottle of soju and was drinking, it drank, drank about half of it. It was like a, a normal sized bottle, like a, you know, like a personal, like beer or soda. Got around halfway through and looked at the label and it said 19% alcohol. Damn. Wow. Needless to say, I was dead. <laughs> Jason goes hard in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> it was surprising and like 
I felt like I had already consumed the poison. I was like, <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to die. Get me to a hospital. Anyway, uh, back to Christmas. <laughs> I am a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of peppermint. peppermint. I like peppermint. Yeah. I really love gingerbread, but not oh. the hard like gingerbread man gingerbread, like the soft, like cakey gingerbread. That is soft good. Cake gingerbread. Is that a different type of gingerbread, or just like people just make it differently? We'll never know. Well, it's just it's it's just not the it's not like the crispy like gingerbread man or. The kind that you, like, make a gingerbread house with. It's, like, you make it kind of like you would make pumpkin bread, except it's gingerbread. And it is so good. Like, I sh- I exclusively drink gingerbread lattes from Starbucks. Like, all Christmas time long. So good. I had a, I had a walnut one from Starbucks today. That was pretty good. I'm all about the uh, all about the gingerbread latte. Yeah, all about well, yeah the gingerbread latte is good. I'm not so much big on regular gingerbread, but maybe I just haven't had good gingerbread. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not. I don't really like candy canes. Those are always no. kind of difficult. I like I... the soft peppermints, like the ones that are like um, dinner mints. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are good. Those are good. Those are good. I, I can take or leave uh, candy canes. Sometimes I'll eat it just because it's there. Yeah, that's pretty much um, it. If, I, if I'm around them. It's like, well. I mean, but the, the, the little, like, after-dinner peppermints, hell yeah. Um, you know, like, peppermint patty, I'll eat that uh, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, peppermint, anything peppermint chocolate, I will eat to death. Yeah. Oh, Okay. What's everyone's favorite Christmas cookie? <laughs> what do you mean Christmas cookies? What do you Christmas cookie? What? Oh my Why? god, Andrew. Why are they restricted to Christmas? What is happening? Well, oh my god. <laughs> is something like, terrible being exposed? Is this an Italian thing? I think <laughs> Because obviously my answer is rainbow cookies. Yes, I was gonna say that. But they're not cookies, so that always confuses people. Are they cake? It's cake, but for yeah, whatever but... reason, our people call them rainbow cookies. Our people. I. It, it doesn't make sense, but it's what we do. But it's amazing. Um, it is amazing. But Andrew is still lost in thinking about chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Christmas cookie? Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, like, don't don't you bake cookies for Christmas? I mean, people oh. make cookies, but I'm, sure, I didn't know that they had like a special special name. Oh, you know what's good? If you take sugar cookies and like right when they come out of the oven, you put the candy cane Hershey Kiss on top. Oh, oh I've had those before. Those are good. There we go. That's my answer. <laughs> oh, that one. Sugar cookies. They're my favorite. We also make rum balls for Christmas. Those are delicious. Yeah, uh, I, ha- I had rum balls for the first time when I was like uh, 15. And one of my aunts put them in like uh, a bag with a whole bunch of like Hershey Kisses and other stuff. And I was like, oh, what is that? <laughs> 
What is a rum ball? It's like a chocolate covered mushy thing with mm-hmm. high amounts of rum. Yeah. So like I've never had this, but it looks delicious. So like 15-year-old Merns is like, what is this in the middle? I can <laughs> Jason, I can make you some. I would love for you to make some. Um yeah, they look pretty good. I don't know about you guys, but at Christmas, like, my mother makes so many cookies, it's like, I also really like strawberry balls, which, um, they're basically, like, you take, like, strawberry jello and, what, like, coconut, and I don't even know, and you make it into a ball, and it's delicious. Mm. I mean, couldn't you technically do that with, like, really any fruit? Yes. But there's no, like, actual fruit in it. Oh. It's just strawberry jello. <laughs> just like a jello ball. Well, that sounds good. I don't know. <laughs> in theory. Mm-hmm. This could. Okay, here, here's a question. What is your least favorite Christmas song? Ah. Uh, the Happy Holidays one. That's terrible. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know. Mine is hands down. War is over. Oh yeah, that's that's also off. Oh, what is? My is it? Goodness, war is over. War is over. The one by John yeah. Lennon. The children singing. One of the, one of the first blogs I ever did. Oh, my worst ten Christmas songs. <laughs> because I worked in a pharmacy in high school and we played Christmas music like the whole time from November to December so I easily got destroyed by certain songs. So Happy Holidays is up there, War is Over is also up there. I don't know. It's hard for me to remember all these things because there are so many goddamn ones and they're all terrible and they all just bleed together. So I unless... also really don't like Blue Christmas. Yeah. Uh, that one's not so bad. That's just like mediocre. I don't like it. What's Blue Christmas? Like the Elvis one? Oh, I like that song. I don't like it. It's bad. <laughs> um, no, okay. The the worst all-time Christmas song is that like country Christmas song about some shoes. The Christmas shoes. <laughs> oh, yes. God, that one's that so is, bad. That is the shoes. <laughs> Uh, that's the worst that's the worst like oh yeah it's Christmas time but my mom's dying (laughs) I need to get her shoes yeah that one's terrible that's a good pick also uh, the the chipmunk song (laughs) on my list (laughs) I am not here for that I'm not here for the chipmunks I feel like we should also mention um uh um creepy uh maybe it's cold outside yeah that one's pretty creepy Mm. santa baby that's also weird also pretty creepy that that song always gets caught in my head though a lot of uncomfortable (laughs) stuff going on in there grandma got run over by a reindeer i never really understood (laughs) (laughs) that's a bad song (laughs) why is this a thing confusing one that is bad, but that I also really enjoy is Last Christmas by Wham. 
wow. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, it's not a good song, but I don't hate it. No, I just didn't. Yeah, it's not good at all, but it's just like it's amusing and it, how... it, it, it's harmless. Yes, but it's also one of those songs where like everyone has covered it, and I'm just like, can we stop? Yeah, and it's so schmaltzy and like <laughs> <laughs> Feliz Navidad is fun the first time, and then when you when you've heard it like twenty <laughs> times for the rest of the, for the rest of the season, then it's like okay. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You're not a fan of Feliz Navidad. No. If I could hear it once <clears throat> all December, then I'd be fine with it. But you hear it eight million times, so. Mm. I also had the little Saint Nick. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I don't hate that one. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, I grew up listening to the the Beach Boys, so they never really annoy me. Uh... Justin Bieber has a Christmas song too. No. No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> With you. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, can we can we even name good Christmas songs? Because I mean, I, we're sitting around naming all of our terrible yes. Christmas songs. Um, all I want for Christmas is you is absolutely, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, that is anything. July. <laughs> anything by Trans Siberian Orchestra is fantastic. Oh my Particularly God. Christmas Eve, Sarajevo. Um, I like Believe by just... Josh Groban a lot just so good um baby please come home is great i love that one um is that what that's called i think that's what it's called baby please come uh, home i don't know what that is somebody help i, I don't know i, I think, think it's a, yeah i think it is but i don't know what that is uh who sang it mariah carey no not mariah carey um yeah mariah carey unless you did a cover of it yeah, Chris, Christmas, baby, please come home. That's Mariah Carey. I don't think she was the person to do it. Well, she probably wasn't the first one. I like Darlene, the Darlene Love. Is that it? I, I like the Michael Bublé version. Oh. Um, that's a good song. Um, Have yourself a merry little Christmas is good. I like Oh Holy Night. I like what? the Herald Angels Sing. Really? Yeah. Huh. White Christmas. I like. That's that's very old timey. I kind of like that one. I don't hate Silver Bells. Has its moments. Oh, you know what? You know what's a miserable song? <laughs> uh, the Do They Know It's Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That one is bad. Yeah. That is that is the most heinous song. That should actually <laughs> never be played again. I don't know why it's being played. That's I also <laughs> really hate um, like Do You Hear What I Hear. <laughs> you don't like Do You Hear What I Hear? Oh, no. I, I like that, that one. Song. I think it's fine, I, I, I guess. I don't it. know. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't really like, I like Holly Jolly Christmas. I like. Uh, oh, I love that song! <laughs> it's I like uh, Bruce Springsteen's Merry Christmas Baby. That one's good. I do not like Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That gets played too much. And that's coming from someone who likes Bruce a lot too. I feel like he's, I feel like he's dying in that song. <laughs> yes, yes. Sir, <laughs> then he just dies. Yeah, I think he's laying on the ground at that point. Yeah. <laughs> R.P. Bruce. Uh, does the Char- does the Charlie Brown Christmas special music count? I don't know. I feel like that's <laughs> nice. I don't know. 
I just like the Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? <laughs> I've never seen the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Go watch it. I'm sure you can find it pretty easily. <sighs> There's so many Christmas things that I've not seen, like A Christmas um, Story. Um, Run Run Rudolph, great song. I don't know what that is. No, I don't like Run Run Rudolph. What? No. How do you not like Chuck Berry? No. How do you hate, like how do you dislike Chuck Berry? I don't like Run Run Rudolph. Oh my god. Rocking around the Christmas tree? That's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily like Jingle Bell Rock, but my grandfather used to play on the piano, and it was, in hindsight, the lamest thing. <laughs> I don't like, um, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. That one's no, creepy. No, 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 that's weird. I'll Be Home for Christmas, I like that one. Wait, why is it creepy? It's the kid's dad. I know, but it's still creepy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I am not here for that. What do we think of the most wonderful time of the year? No. Uh, no. It, get, it, no. It, get, it's, it gets repetitive and like, I just want to die. <laughs> wow. Um, I really hate Mary. Did you know? Do not like the song. I don't even know that. It's okay. Don't like it. I, I can understand why you would be over it. What uh, Christmas joy- means to me is okay. Joy to the world can be good. I like joy to the world. Yeah. Uh, Dominic the donkey. I was just no. thinking of that. No. <laughs> love that song. I love it. I, I'll, I'll listen to it like twice and then be like, okay, we're good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. All right. Got my Dominic the Donkey fix. <laughs> I mean, Old Lang Zine is close enough to Christmas. No, no, it's to... not. No, it's not. It's literally like a week. <laughs> no. There are no, no New Year carols. <laughs> I'm just saying it's good. It's fine, but it's not Christmas. <laughs> Oh, I like We Need a Little Christmas. That's a good song. You know what song oh, that? Uh, oh, Silent Night is very pretty and nice. Yeah, Silent Night is fine. Although it makes me very sad now, because every time I hear it, I think of the uh, new town. Oof. That's... What? Well, when they had, like, the, the new town children's chorus appear on Saturday Night Live, like, um, the weekend after the shooting. Mm. So this is this is a Christmas song that I'm not here for. Let's see if it's gonna. Whoop, whoop, no, stop. Yeah, that's Uh-oh. a shitty Carol. <laughs> <laughs> it rudely wants to play an ad. I'm not here for your ad. Are you going to play the little drummer boy? <laughs> here we go. <laughs> What is this? No. <laughs> oh, it's so from? bad. It's from the Grinch. Oof. Oh, yeah, that. Okay, yeah, that's not good. It's not a good song. <laughs> Thank you for exposing the podcast, though. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Listen to this bad song. <laughs> well, everybody needs to know that it's bad. <laughs> it it is the song of the 2016 off season because nothing's good. <laughs> exactly.
Except I would say that that the off season is closer to like something worse than that. Like somehow even worse than that. Because like that's not a good song, but it's not the worst song. <laughs> so it has to be like the worst. It's probably like, do you hear what I hear? Because see, like I don't even think like do you hear what I hear is even the worst thing. It, it's bad. It's bad, and I don't want to hear it. I think the worst part of that song is the do you hear what I hear part. <laughs> After that, it becomes okay. Maybe it, maybe it should be War Is Over. Because... Uh, that one's so bad. Yeah, because that one's bad. And also, now is the time of the year where people start bickering about all the intricacies of war. Like, the stat, and it's annoying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Got really deep with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think on that note we should wrap it up because we're running pretty long yep somehow on this podcast somehow we're running out of ideas i thought it was i think it was good to talk about christmas stuff for a little while though that's that's a good idea you're welcome great job yes all right so that'll do it for us on the pinstripe alley podcast tune in next time for our festivus edition which is always at least my favorite podcast of the year i don't know about you guys but i always Mm -hmm. enjoy it are we drinking? In which I will be drunk. So <laughs> get excited. Question answer. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mern's PSA. Follow Tanya at Tanya Bondurant. Follow Jason at Jason Double O Cohen. Pinstripe Alley at Pinstripe Alley. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pinstripe Alley. Rate and review us this holiday season. We like that. But also, we like your follows and likes. <laughs> but also, don't add us. <laughs> don't add me with your bad holiday music tape. <laughs> Just don't add me in general. <laughs> Jason will get very combative. <laughs> Jason gets very combative if you at him. Whoa! No. That wasn't even that wasn't even a slant rhyme. Even that was. I, I, we're done. <laughs> No, it was just bad. Go home. home. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a splendid evening, morning, whatever time of day it is for you. Farewell. Never claim to be good. (laughs) The the great artist Hubastank once said, I'm not a perfect person. (laughs) Shut up. Who was that?